Sequel Quest, Episode 89, a sequel chat movie review of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Warning, Sequel Chat is a movie lover's podcast featuring discussions of the latest cinematic sequels in theaters now. These weekend of release reviews are spoiler-filled and highly flammable, so please use caution when listening. You have been warned. of Infinity War, we kind of miss a big little movie that has lasting effects on the Marvel Universe. Ant-Man and the Wasp! Yeah. I am Jeremy, and I am here with Colton, and we are going to review Ant-Man and the Wasp for you. Because we dropped the ball and forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, the, the Christmas season is all about, you know, reflection. So it is. Yeah, we're reflecting on that. Uh... It's a movie we missed quite a while back. Well, let's go with the uh, synopsis off the start here. Ant-Man and the Wasp stars Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Peña, Walton Goggins, loved him, (laughs) Bobby Cannavale, Judy Greer, T.I., David Dasmulchin, Hannah John Kamen, Randall Park, loved him as Agent Wu, Michelle Pfeiffer, Lawrence Fishburne, and Michael Douglas. In the aftermath of Captain America Civil War, Scott Lang grapples with the consequences of his choices as both a superhero and a father on house arrest. As he struggles to rebalance his home life with his responsibilities as Ant-Man, he's confronted by Hope Van Dyne and Dr. Hank Pym with an urgent new mission to find Janet. Yeah. <sighs> so what uh, what stuck out for you in this one? Like uh-huh. it. Um, once again, the de-aging technology was just amazing. <laughs> I, I just wish Disney would apply it to other films more effectively. Um, <clears throat> I was beginning chronologically. That was at the beginning of the movie. Um, overall, gosh, I'd have to say that they had an unusually good villain. I, I wasn't really big on this film in general, I gotta say. I just thought it was kind of meh. I gave it like around a 5 out of 10-ish. It just uh, Now we're uh, talking ghost here, right? Yes, okay. ghost. Because um, we also had Sonny, who was more of a villain. That was Walton Goggins. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was definitely an antagonist, but I felt like he was almost like a B-story antagonist, almost. Yeah. Because of the comedic effect that he was going for, you know? Well, and it also, once once we realized Ghost, her reasoning for mm-hmm. her actions, she became more sympathetic, which is what Marvel has done marvelously in Phase <laughs> No pun three. intended. Right. <laughs> is make their villains very sympathetic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do remember feeling that she stood out in an otherwise uh, ho-hum affair for me. Uh, fun fact, I don't know if you, Did you know this? Uh, Steven Spielberg personally wrote a letter of recommendation for her so she could get this role. Oh, wow. No, she I did not. She was one of the villains in Ready Player One, and she did such a good job right. in that movie. Spielberg was so impressed with her that when he heard she was gunning for a role in a Marvel Studios film as a villain, he personally wrote a letter to Marvel Studios saying... She was great to work with, really knows how to sink her teeth into a meaty, wow. villainous role. Hire her, please. And she got the job. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I had, uh, wow, a recommendation from Spielberg himself. Jeez. And yeah, Hannah John came in. She she killed it in her role. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghost, 
was normally an Iron Man villain, very tech-based, mm-hmm. but tying her in with the quantum realm really made her her own character. And it also added a little bit of depth because, you know, a lot of movies, franchises, they just kind of, sometimes there's a little bit of a, a dropping the ball when it comes to continuity. I appreciated that it's not, uh, it would have been really easy to just kind of pretend that S.H.I.E.L.D. never existed, but right. we're still having fallout from S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. was not a perfectly moral organization. We got reminded of that again with her backstory, that they basically used and weaponized her and exacerbated her situation that helped her become a villain, you know? Oh, yeah. So I, I appreciated that from a narrative standpoint. And and on the S.H.I.E.L.D. front, uh, Marvel, let's dive into a little Marvel TV mm-hmm. news here. Uh, yeah. They've canceled all of the Marvel TV shows on Netflix. Um, There's, Punisher and Jessica Jones are still waiting for the axe, but I'm willing to bet money they're going to get them soon. They are. Like, yeah. it, it's already written down that they are. Like, oh. Daredevil... It's because Marvel and Netflix couldn't come to some sort of agreement. On number of episodes, I heard. Yes, on season length. And, and, I, and I've heard whispers so, that Disney would like to have that stuff over on their new streaming well, service anyways. So. And I mean, yeah. they write a check and boom, they have them all on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was getting a half season for season six. They've already re-upped it for season seven. A full 22, 23-episode season. And this season hasn't even debuted yet. No. So that's that's really amazing. And it's been hemorrhaging viewers consistently. Until they put it on Netflix. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. outpaced all the other Marvel TV shows on Netflix. I did not know that. Yeah. That. Wow. It shocked me because yeah. Luke Cage broke Netflix when yeah. it dropped originally. And Daredevil has been consistently well-liked by everybody. But and just amazing. Yeah. So just... That, wow. I, I was shocked when I heard that, but yeah, so they're coming back. So S.H.I.E.L.D. as an organization will still be around. We'll get into this with Spider-Man Far From Home. There's some S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. tie-ins. Oh, yeah. Some good stuff coming. Mm-hmm. Um, towards the end of the episode, if you don't want to listen to Ant-Man, fast forward a little bit to the end. Catch us up. We're going to watch the trailers. We're going to digest what's going on with the movies and kind of give you some heads up on what's coming next year. Oh boy, it's around the corner. Yeah. So, returning to Ant-Man, yes. S.H.I.E.L.D. was doing dirty and putting ghosts through the paces, made her an assassin, and a good one at that. Mm-hmm. Made her into a living weapon, more or less. Very much so. And and we got to see a lot of that in this movie. Mm-hmm. Throughout her various fight scenes with, uh, with Hope and Scott, and then Hope and Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and I just... Once again, can't get enough of Luis's retellings with his own stylings. Marvel Studios would have so much... They already have an incredible amount of hype for their next films. Yeah. They would have even more hype than they do now. If they could work out a deal with everybody to do a trailer that's a recap of everything that's happened in the MCU so far... And that's, in full mocap, even have Josh Brolin as Thanos be like, Yeah, Holmes, the universe is getting too full, y'all. Just in a purple suit. <laughs> yeah, exactly, just, everything. And I just, that would just, that would not break the internet. It would decimate the internet. That would just be the greatest thing ever. And I, yeah, that, that rumor has been going around ever since. Oh, I haven't heard a rumor. I'm just saying that's something I've wanted. Right. The fan base has wanted it for a while, uh, ever since the first Ant-Man dropped. Um, but yeah, no, the, we don't know if he was dusted in the decimation or not. Ah, that's a good point. Man, I'd be really sad if Lewis was one of the people that got dusted. (laughs) I'd be like, no, never mind. There's nothing left worth living for in the universe. Just take the other half too. 
And and I would say, spoiler warning, but this movie came out almost six months ago. Yeah. And if you were going to watch it, you've seen it already. It's going to be on Netflix. I'm willing to bet by March. I think this March. month. Uh, Infinity, Infinity War lands this month. Since this came yeah. out about two months after Infinity War, then I'm thinking February, March at the Maybe. very latest. And they've also made it clear, this will be the last Marvel Studios film that lands on Netflix. That's the end of ah, Disney's Netflix deal. Correct. Captain Marvel will not be on there. Endgame will not be on there. It's And uh, the Sony ones with Spider-Man, those were never going to be on there. That's, they weren't part of the deal. But yeah, that we're reaching the end of Disney's deal with Netflix now that they're focusing on their own streaming service. So... So, returning to Ant-Man and the Wasp, she was a great villain. They also introduced a comic favorite, Goliath. (laughs) What was his name again? Bill Foster? Bill Foster. Okay. Played by Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, Yeah, I like A man of many multiverses. (laughs) Lawrence Fishburne. What if I told you? Yeah. um, (laughs) uh, I remember playing around with that character in Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and yeah, I like Goliath. And he, he brought some gravity to the situation with understanding how far Hank has come from his old days with S.H.I.E.L.D. also brought some much-needed levity. And also helped us grasp the hubris that um, Hank Pym had over the years. Like, I didn't... I always thought maybe he had a slightly high opinion of himself. Uh, Phil Foster really drove it home that Hank Pym... He was... He (laughs) acted like he was God's gift to humanity, apparently, and uh, that was illuminating. Yeah, um... and that scene in the college office where Scott and him are going back and forth. Over who achieved. <laughs> he was like, how big did you get? 21 feet. And then in Civil War, Scott was, what, 65? Yeah. 65. If you're done measuring sizes. <laughs> 65. <laughs> now, another kind of B-level antagonist in the this whole movie is mm-hmm. Agent Wu, who was just doing his job to make sure... That Scott obeyed his house arrest order. Right. Yeah. As a federal agent, he's making sure that those on probation are doing what they're supposed to. It also provided this ridiculous sleight of hand, close-up magic angle that, in watching it again, is just throughout. And, I mean, you know things are coming, but you can see it even better that it's like, I have an idea. And then you're like, no, he's going to do the magic trick thing. And the suit is all blown up. Standing on the side of a building there at the end, and Scott's running away in his underwear. <laughs> uh, Sleight of hand. I, 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 I have to appreciate. Maybe I should. I've only seen it once. I, I saw it once in theaters, and I was like, uh, and I, I didn't go back for my usual. Oh review. wow! So I, uh, I'm thinking maybe I should try and give it another chance when it hits Netflix. I would. It's it's definitely worth like it. It's nothing heavy. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a dose of levity post-Infinity War. Yeah. And it's also something that they've been able to manufacture in these Ant-Man movies, that they are self-contained in a small bubble, but that bubble has lasting effects on the greater Mm. Marvel Universe. Yeah. um, One of the debates I've been having with myself, though, is that post-credit scene. Um, Am I I getting too far ahead by talking about that post-credit scene? Because that was one of the lasting things that really... I really wrestled with that as fans, we want to see it tie in with infinity war, but also at the same time, this film did such a great job of cleansing the palate after that horrible, not hor- sad downer ending at the end of infinity. War. Well, I mean, it would be horrible yeah. if we were in that world. Yeah. Where yeah. I mean, like narratively <laughs> half the horrible. population just disappeared, but, but yes, but I, I was like, as a fanboy, we're supposed to be glad to have these connections. But at the same time, it, all this happiness that we had from this movie just got 
swept away. And and then to top it off, in addition to everybody being dusted, Scott is stranded in the quantum realm. And from the tidbits that we have, we know that's not permanent, you know? Right, it was never going to be yeah, permanent. Yeah, I, I know, but just that's one of the frustrating things about the internet is that just it's obvious that Spider-Man's going to come back. Excuse me. <laughs> It's obvious that time travel is going to be in the next one. Like uh, Scott Lang's daughter, they cast somebody who's older. Clearly, they're going to go to the future, and she's going to be wearing some Ant-Man gear. You know what I mean? This is stuff that just isn't has not been hidden at all. Right. I, <laughs> one of the things you struggle with as a fan is that there are just so few surprises left. Although, I guess I can't complain. We got a lot of surprises in Infinity War that just were not. Oh, very much so. Yeah. So, I guess I can't complain too much, but... Ahead of time, with the optics, it looks like, man, there's not going to be a lot of surprises left. And, 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 and I'm frustrated at the time. And then those frustrations go away when we find out that those many surprises were like a small percentage of the overall surprises that overwhelmingly right. stayed hidden. At some level, they have to let out some mm-hmm. surprises. Some have to be seen. But the big ones, they hide. Mm-hmm. Much like they, <laughs> the actors in Infinity War only got their parts of the script. Mm-hmm. Except Benedict Cumberbatch. He was one of the few that was given the full script. It was part of his contract, wasn't it? He had that kind of bargaining power. No, I think it's just because he's able to keep things locked down. Oh, so many interviews. Also, so many interviews he's able to put his hand over Tom Holland's mouth and be like, ah. And I think that's why. Yeah. That's why they let him have the whole script because he was going around like pretty much babysitting Tom Holland. He has tons of nerd cred. He knows oh, how yes. to keep his mouth like an iron trap. Also, it helped his role... Kind of think like Snape in the Harry Potter series. Snape knew where the role was going since the beginning. Alan Rickman talked yes. with J.K. Rowling and she revealed everything about Snape's arc so that he could act on it accordingly. Exactly. And I okay. think that's what helped influence Infinity War. And, and Doctor Strange has the power to look backwards and forwards in time right. and all that. So I guess that makes sense too. But totally method. <laughs> ah, 16 million outcomes. Ton, that... Imagine the number of spin-offs and Elseworlds that could come from that. Alternate timelines. Uh. <sighs> Marty didn't burn the almanac after all. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so returning to Ant-Man and the Wasp. There, it was very well done. I loved the action. Scott's malfunctioning suit gave for a lot, a lot of hilarity. Would you like a juice box, Squirt? Would you like juice box and string cheese? Do you have that? <laughs> just straight up serious. I have to give incredible credit for this. Just, I remember when they first announced the director for the first Ant-Man, Peyton Reed. I was like, they're going to get the director of Bring It On to handle Ant-Man? <laughs> Taking over from Edgar freaking Wright? Oh, and they're rewriting I, it? I was and br- Paul Rudd is rewriting, too? And, and I, I was bracing myself. I was like, oh my gosh, I think Marvel's going to make a big misstep here. And then it ended up fine. And, and, and I later found out Peyton Reed is like a huge fan, and he actually wanted to do a Fantastic Four movie. And maybe he will. <laughs> Who knows? You know, he, he's on a short list that could handle that family aspect, mm-hmm. as we've seen. Yeah. I, I've got some pitches myself for Fantastic Four, but... Uh, Maybe that should be saved for another show. We, we've how, done that. If you want, how, go back into our archive and check out our Fantastic Four episode. Like, if Marvel Studios was to take a crack at it, is that the angle that you're going with? I believe that was the angle okay. I took with mine. Okay, all right. Well, uh, <laughs> wow. How did I which, miss that? Which I think we should 
I'll talk with Adam and Jeff and see if we can retake that one because that would be a different spin now knowing that they're coming home. January 1st, that is when the deal is ironclad final. Once a few other countries sign off on it, but yes. Oh, so January... It, it's pretty much going country by country. January where... 1st is just the U.S. then. Yeah. Okay, all right. But still, that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I, it is. I've heard rumors they're already looking for a new Logan. They've already just... Oh, of course. But they're not wasting time. <laughs> Kevin Feige was being cool and being like, oh, that's years away. We're not even thinking about that. And after this Endgame reveal, I'm like, I don't trust any of you ever again. <laughs> You said it wasn't going to be Endgame. It's freaking Endgame. Um, any final thoughts on Ant-Man and the Wasp? Well, um, did uh, considering that this is the biggest drought between Marvel Studios films that we've had since at least 2015. Yeah, July. July 6th, I want to say. February, so. Uh, March 8th. Wow, yeah. Huge six, drought, right? Almost seven months. I have to give credit that post-credit scene by itself was meaty enough to tide me over. Just the suspense, you know? It's essentially two post-credit scenes that are one scene just split. So there's the one at the end where he gets lost in the quantum realm mm -hmm. and he's collected all the quantum particles, mm -hmm. closed the device, and then as you hear them start counting down... All of a sudden the countdown stops. No, no, no. Before that. As they start the countdown, there are these orange orbs and they are activated and flowing all around him. Oh. We need to watch this because you need to see this. Okay. I didn't notice that in theaters. It wasn't known very well in theaters. I used to be a respected scientist at my name the size of buildings. Now I got you have to watch once he closes <laughs> the device. That's around the time smaller. of the snap. Michelle Pfeiffer, it's amazing. She's aged like fine wine. Yeah. The collection unit activates when you decouple it. It should automatically start absorbing quantum healing particles. Also, make sure you stay out of the tardigrade field. They're cute, but they'll eat you. And don't get sucked into a time vortex. We won't be able to save you. So much revealed for okay. Endgame. Mm -hmm. Going subatomic in five, four... Three, two, one. All right, Scott, this is a mic check. Mic check, one, two, one, two. How's everybody doing tonight in the quantum realm? Scott, we need you. All right, we want to make sure. Okay, sucks up the quantum energy. Watch behind him. It started. The prevailing theory is that those are the souls of those decimated. Oh. Soul stone type deal. Similar type color. deal, quantum realm. There was also, I haven't been able to find a good screen grab of it, but there was also supposedly... And then it says Ant-Man will return, question mark? Ant-Man and the Wasp will return, and then give it one, two, count, question mark. <laughs> um, there is the rumor that you can kind of see Thanos' figure in the background. 
That sounds like the guy committing suicide in The Wizard of Oz. I don't know if I buy it. Well, that. in the original Ant-Man, we did see Janet. There is her form that mm-hmm. shows up with the wings and helmet. You can see it. She's more of a shadow in the background. Mm-hmm. It's the same type of deal that they're foreshadowing here. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I was watching the orange particles thing. It just didn't seem to line up with the moment. It just it, it almost looked like most of the time it was always there. You know what I mean? Kind of. So it's an interesting theory that that might be something that happened with the spirits of those that are snapped, decimated. And also, final thought, I want to sing my praises to the final living cameo of Stan Lee before he passed away. Exceptionally funny. (laughs) I just cracked up in the theater when he's like, well, the 60s were fun, but I'm paying for it now. (laughs) After his car got shrunk and he he thought he hallucinated his car shrinking. That was good stuff. Well, that won't be his final Final living cameo, cameo as in correct. it's not posthumous. That, that's what I meant by the final living cameo. Uh, I, maybe I should find a better word for that. Yeah, oh. because he was living when he do, filmed do, these do, other do, ones. Do I, yeah, of course. But I, what do I say? Like prehumous? Is that a real word? You know what I mean? Like the final cameo to come out while he's alive is what I'm trying okay, to communicate. Yes, that, final living cameo. That definitely works. Yeah. Um, but I do. What, what's been confirmed? He has filmed for Captain Marvel, Endgame, but I heard no confirmation for correct. Far From Home. Well, because they finished filming Far From Home before right. he died, so like I wonder, did they get a cameo for that or no? I'm hoping they did because I think that would be the best one to send him out on, like Spider Spider Man. Spider Man was absolutely his. Even he would agree that was his great, best creation. That was the one that propelled him the most. And if nothing else, Marvel's got the technology. They got enough of his voice. They could CGI something. Do it. I just hope there isn't a fan backlash because like the fans don't want that to happen to Carrie Fisher. So you know what I mean? Right. Other than they already did it once. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, that that was all done before she died. So Right. Oh. All right, so let's put a bow on Ant-Man and the Wasp here. Where do you... I know you said coming out of the theater you were feeling this was a five. I'm still there. I probably have to see it again. All right. But. I'm sitting more of the seven range just because it's humor level and, and the moment it came out in. Mm-hmm. Just following the absolute destruction of all the emotions of the fan base with how infinity war ended this was the perfect palate cleanser Mm -hmm. and also brought back and reminded us that hey something bad happened we did enjoy this time together but we are going to go through some crap together here and let this sit with you we also had a bunch of marvel news drop should have had three trailers drop but with the death and funeral of president george hw bush and his state funeral that pushed everything back so we only got captain marvel second trailer and avengers endgame title and trailer reveal yes so we're gonna kind of roll through these here together because let's see what was it yeah infinity wars trailer in 24 hours did like 224 million views worldwide this is like 290 captain marvel did like 235 and then endgame did and then endgame did 60 million more views than that yeah (laughs) all in the same week because people were hungry to find out truly what happens next after infinity war I'm glad they gave us the extended granny fight.
You crazy, McLean? Would you like to know what you really are? I think I have a life here. What are you telling me? You've come a long way. But you're not as strong as you think. This war is just the beginning. And based on this trailer, she will. I'm not gonna fight your war. I'm gonna end it. And the night through the dwarf goes, Yes, that's what fighting means. <laughs> Marvel has done some amazing work with this trailer. They've been tying her past, present, all together, the flashbacks, and that's been one of the biggest praises by people mm -hmm. on the trailer work. Other than just the freaking amazing work, as we were talking, the de-aging mm -hmm. of Samuel freaking Jackson here. Mm -hmm. And the uh, previous trailer showed some de-aging for Phil Coulson. That was cool. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't need much. I yeah, mean, but yeah, it was still impressive. <laughs> Considering, considering so. we're going back a couple decades, it was impressive. We're going back like 30 years, almost. I can't deal with that, the 90s. <laughs> the, ni the 90s began nearly 30 years ago. I can't handle that. I don't, know. Don't say that to me, man. So, so the rumored time frame is about 94, 95. Yeah, that's what, that's what I heard. Especially. Which is why block, Blockbuster's still yeah. <laughs> I still have my membership card, do you? Oh, no. I still have mine. I might have some one somewhere, but... I, I, I remember my final rental. Oh, ready? Because, no. man, the last stand... <laughs> And Harry Potter 5 and Superman Returns. Wow. <laughs> wow. All three of those together, my final rentals. But I'm, I'm sorry, I got, I got a little off track. It's just, yeah, that trailer, and I have to give him credit. A lot of, sometimes a lot of CGI just looks kind of fake and half-arsed. <laughs> that, especially what they did with her hair. Very. Oh, yeah. When she goes all binary yeah. on us. And by the way, I've done that playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance, having her go binary. Oh, yeah. So much fun. So <laughs> much fun. Having her just lose her shiz like that, you know? Love that. And the Mohawk. Yeah, I, I didn't get that classic mohawk, man. But um, and also, I want to address all those people who are like, "She looks too serious. Why doesn't she smile, dude?" You, when she's you're, a soldier. Yeah, when you're in crazy situations like that, and some people are crying sexism. No, nobody, le nobody leveled this complaint at uh, Scarlet Witch or um, Black Widow or any of the others. They're only leveling it at her. And I'm just like, dude, she's a soldier who's been brainwashed by aliens. She does not have to smile. Yeah, it's a small vocal minority. Just yeah. stop. <sighs> they are playing up the her level in this especially oh, yeah. with how they're revealing the, the, words the, the titles in the trailers it yeah. all starts with her a hero a hero yeah <laughs> but yeah no this i'm so excited to see it mm -hmm. we might actually learn how fury lost his eye it's because he trusted the wrong person that's all we know i'd love to hear to see more of that story there's a rumor that it's the cat no way yeah <laughs> no and, and the cat doesn't go by the name it does in the comics they kind of top gunned it up the cat's mm -hmm. name is goose Nice. So very I, nice. I'm wondering if Goose will make kind of a sacrifice or won't make it through. <laughs> the thing I really, on a logical level, that I really need from this movie is a thorough explanation of why Nick Fury has this relationship with Captain Marvel. She's he's got this pager to call her, mm -hmm. and why that pager wasn't used during the 
Chitauri invasion, why it wasn't used during Ultron or any other, or when he's being freaking attacked by Hydra in his car, you know? They need to come up with a really good ironclad explanation for why he had to use that picture at that moment. The rumor I heard is that Doctor Strange is going to travel through time and visit him and give him specific instructions. There's that as well. Also, it could just be that it's literally the last resort. Well, those other occasions sounded like they could have easily been last resorts. Well, they had other heroes at that point. But, I mean, when the population starts disappearing... Around you? Yeah. Then you're starting to wonder, are there any heroes left? I better... Okay. And when he himself... (laughs) Still, I need something ironclad in this movie to reconcile that. I really need that. If, If they can pull that off... And I'll where be she's been type deal. That, yeah. that, that too. Like she needs to, uh, she better have a really good mission that has kept her away from Earth all these decades. She'd better have a well, really important mission. This the scroll Cree war. If mm-hmm. she's out finishing off the scrolls, then sure, that's that's a mission all her own. And I can't help but be curious how these scrolls are gonna measure up to 20th Century Fox's scrolls next June. That's if that movie ever sees the light of day. Oh, I, I, I'm super curious about it. I don't want Disney to just toss it onto their Disney Plus service. I want it to get into theaters so I can see it on a big screen. Bad or good, I want to see it on a big screen. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, Dark Phoenix's release date has been moved back a few times now. Yes. X, they're not even calling it X-Men Dark Phoenix. It's just it's Dark, Dark Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. Like, they're trying to really make this film as gritty as possible. They're going and, the, and almost disappear. They're going the route that Warner Brothers did with, remember the Dark Knight, how shocked everyone was? Oh, it doesn't yes. have Batman in the title. Ooh. Yeah. You know, I'm wondering if 20th Century Fox has a similar serious inclination. Well, they also kind of want to distance it from the X-Men a little bit. Um, At least in title. Okay. That kind of has a stigma. And with Disney now getting it, I, I, there's been some backdoor talking on why things have been pushed back, whatnot. They're watering it down just a little bit so Disney will have an easier time rebooting? Potentially. Okay. The best situation <laughs> with that movie is that she goes Ultra Phoenix and wipes out that universe. And it'll give Disney an opportunity to reboot. Clever. That is the cleverest reboot since Days of Future Past. <laughs> right? <laughs> Very even, nice. Even better than that. Yeah. All right. Now it's time for some somber talk. Let's go to the Avengers Endgame. Benatar ship for the Guardians. That's what that was. He's on the Benatar with Nebula. If you're nothing without food, water, and oxygen, then you don't deserve it. The Thanos Scarecrow. Finally. You're so ancillary. This is, this is all the glimpse we get of Thanos. Scott Lang. Presumed Spider-Man. gone. Presumed gone. Shuri, also presumed gone. Ronan. 
works, Steve. I know it is. Because I don't know what I'm going to do if it doesn't. Showing the Avengers at wit's end. Mm-hmm. Still get goosebumps at that reveal. With the tunnel. This is very subtle. A lot of people aren't talking about this. They moved up the release date by a week, just like last Correct. year. Correct. That 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 deserves incredible mention. That we're going to get it at the same time as the UK. Yes. You're filming stuff on in our states in Georgia. Yeah, we need to see it at the same time as the rest of the world. Just saying. Also, a movie this massive, like you can't keep the secrets. No. You know, you gotta. Yeah. Once it's revealed to the public, like yeah. Oh, but yeah, that trailer, and I got to give him credit. There is no action scenes in that trailer whatsoever. Everything is pure exposition, visual poetry, very much r- verbal exposition, and still it's amazing. You know, that's zero explanations. I mean, other than it's been a few years. Yeah. Do they? Oh, that's right. He's like, is this an old recording? That that that's yes. the key part that gives away that it's been a while since the snap happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and with them casting a young Cassie Lang, not an older Cassie Lang. I'm sorry, an older right. Cassie Lang. That clearly, yeah, this is this is a film that's going to have. Uh, a lot of people complain, saying Marvel films don't have any stakes. This film is going to be quite I mean, a... Infinity War had stakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, other than having known that a Black Panther 2 and Spider-Man Far From Home were coming. And Doctor Strange 2 is coming. Right. Yeah. I mean, all these things are announced, but mm-hmm. we don't know at what point in the timeline they'll fall. No release dates have been assigned to them exactly. yet, but they're happening, you know. <sighs> so, to tie this in, Ant-Man is back from the mm-hmm. Quantum Realm. With the quantum tunnel. I'm excited to see how that happens. With, without those people on the outside who got dusted to help him back in, I'm very curious. Is he just going to like fall into one of those time vortexes and just pop out somewhere? Or? Well, and that's the other thing. Like The original Ant-Man, he went into the quantum realm and he mm-hmm. had the, uh, the little discs. And that's how he got out of the quantum realm. Oh. The, the sizing discs. You think he's going to do that again? or I think that might happen. Or, as was teased in the Ant-Man post credit scene... Time vortexes. Okay, yeah. The time vortexes sound a little more plausible because he shows up for the first time in what looks like a while later. Yeah. Or is this an old recording, you know? And I'm thinking the time vortexes are going to be what does it. He just kind of drifts into one, but I'm... But uh, Michelle Pfeiffer... I'm sorry, Janet said that you'll never get out, so I'm still curious. How's that going to work, you know? Ah, <sighs> exciting stuff. But I'm patient. I, I. It seems like just yesterday it was October 2014, and they had that big <laughs> theater rented out where they right? just laid out the entire slate... And we are rapidly approaching the end of that slate. Sometime in 2019, we're going to have another conference like that where they're like, okay. I don't think they're going to do it again. They're never going to do anything like that again? I don't think they will. You think Marvel Studios is going to kind of slow down a little bit? Because they've been cranking out three movies a year recently. Well, I think they will keep up a hectic pace. But I don't think they're going to be revealing a a 10-year slate or a five-year slate. That's what it was. It was a five-year slate. (laughs) Just just to keep the fan base on on the edge of their seats, they will be a little more secretive on what's coming out. Because they've had so much shuffling already. Mm-hmm. We have no idea what's coming. That will be a new strategy that I think will work for them, is to keep people on their toes by having them wonder what's going to come out next year. We don't yeah. even know. Marvel has planted a flag, but we don't know what that flag means when it comes to release dates. And that could be a benefit unto itself. Here's a trailer for a Marvel film coming out next year. Guess who it's going to be? And, like We had a title reveal in this trailer. Oh, yeah. Imagine a full-fledged reveal of 
what this movie is going to be. That's how powerful the Marvel brand has become. I think well, they can I'm do sure that. I'm sure Black Panther is going to do something like that. Doctor Strange will have some sort of reveal like that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they did show some footage down in Brazil at their big Comic Con thing over the weekend. Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal, I have a new love for that man. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Um, in the Spider-Man Far From Home, mm-hmm. they revealed some footage. They also revealed some Captain Marvel footage that we did not get, mm-hmm. including the reveal of some of the scrolls changing shape. And the explanation is more of a reptilian version of Mystique, but to where it's almost like cells of skin pop out and merge together. So that will be interesting in and of mm-hmm. itself to see how that plays out. But the Spider-Man Far From Home, there's rumors of elemental forces, like a sand monster, a water monster. The elementals, I heard they're going to fight. Yeah. And they, being Mysterio, helps out Mm Spider-Man in fighting these elementals. It's almost like a small hint of Suicide Squad. This this villain is just a tiny, tiny hint of a villain basically being utilized to do some good. You know? and, and who's to say he's the actual villain in this? Maybe he may be... I'm thinking he's a reformed a, villain. From what I heard, right. it sounds like he was a villain in the past, and now he's been kind of put on a leash by S.H.I.E.L.D. Could be. That, that, that's the vibe I got, is that S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever remnant of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. has basically put him on a leash, and he's been kind of assigned to work with Spider-Man. Right. So, so the gear that Spider-Man is wearing, clearly he's being deputized. Okay, so here's, here's the thing with that. This movie does include Maria Hill and mm-hmm. Fury. Yep. So this could play in before... Infinity War or after. I heard explicitly from Marvel Studios, Far From Home will take place mere minutes after Endgame ends. Okay. Like, it's going to pick up right after. Which could lead into why Peter Parker runs off to Europe on this vacation, Mm -hmm. school trip, whatever, and leaves his Spidey suit at home. I didn't know about that That part. That was in the footage. He ends up leaving his suit at home. Then in... Which suit? The the one he had at the beginning of Infinity War or the metal one he got later? I'm just, well, I'm the metal kidding. one went around his normal suit. So I, I would be saying that... It, so it sounds like he's not even keeping that one? That was just an emergency thing? Kind of. He's rever- he's reverting back to the suit he had before and then he forgot that suit at home. No, he purposely left it. Because oh. he's going on a vacation. He it, gets it, away from the superhero stuff. And he doesn't think there's going to be any need to use it where he's going, probably. Like, right. It's just a... Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, and, and then Fury shows up in his hotel room... Sleep darts Ned. <laughs> and then Fury's like, finally, I get to meet the Spider-Man. And nice. that's when he recruits him. And they give him the stealth suit, the shield suit, oh. and another version of his spider Deputized. Suit, I knew it. I knew he was going to get deputized. Which he had a little shield logo on his shoulder, right? In the stealth suit. Okay. They did reveal a suit at the Brazilian Comic-Con. You can see the pictures online. It has no insignia. Oh. Which I'm sure they took it off because they don't want to reveal that S.H.I.E.L.D. is back around and doing its thing before, like, actual footage is released. But that second suit that he's wearing that we've seen photos of, which is the red and black suit, is more than likely a S.H.I.E.L.D. version. (laughs) I need to go look some of this up. I had no idea so much because I'd heard about the Brazil footage, but I hadn't heard any details. I didn't know stuff actually got out of Nick Fury being like, I finally get to meet the spot. That sounds so Sam Jackson. It sounds so authentic. It sounds so exciting. And poor Ned. He just he can't get to break. Yeah, definitely go check out our friends at MCU Exchange. Uh, MCUExchange.com. Dot com. Okay. Yeah. They have uh, they had somebody there in the crowd for the reveal. And so they kind of break down what went down in the footage. Nice. Very, very nice. Ah. Uh. 
Well, this is a wealth of Marvel news. We hope you got something out of it, it's and good. hopefully it just psychs you up for 2019. And we're going to have another drop, because Spider-Man Far From Home comes out in July, and then yeah. they have nothing on the slate. I don't think they've even started filming anything after that. No, because Guardians 3 got pushed back to mm -hmm. 2020, yeah. 2021. That, like, doesn't, that doesn't even have a solid date. It just has a year. Right. They, they don't even have a director so locked down yet. It really look, and even for the dates that have been announced, that's it for 2019. We're going to have another drought after that. And well, they're, they're going to be filling a lot of that with the Disney Plus. Yeah. Because you've got the Loki limited series announced, which will be before The, the Bucky Infinity and Falcon War. series, assuming he's still called Falcon. Wink, wink. No, all of these series are supposed to be pre-Infinity War. Oh, really? Yeah. So even Vision and the Scarlet Witch. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. All of these are supposed to be before. And wow. so they're limited series, six to eight episodes probably. And just kind of, I'm guessing, filling in what's been going on since we've, had, we've been playing with such huge time gaps mm -hmm. and they kind of need to fill in their timeline. And even in the announced And timeline, they need to be careful with this timeline. Don't put a lousy eight years later at the beginning of your Sony movie. <laughs> you gotta check with people. Right. <laughs> uh, in the official timeline, that still wasn't remedied. <sighs> it was still only six years. So there's, there's a lot going on. So, yeah. So much fun. All right, so we will sign off for now. Make sure to check us out on Twitter, at SQPod. We're hoping to be back with a few more episodes coming up because we've got uh, Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse. we got Aquaman coming out. I don't know, maybe Bumblebee? I'm hearing really good things about it. Damn. It is a prequel. Maybe we could talk reboot. about Once Upon a Deadpool. I mean, it's PG-13. Oh, dude, we're definitely talking Once okay, Upon a Deadpool. Okay, just making sure. I got my ticket already tomorrow oh, night. Oh, boy. So, anyway, make sure to check us out on the web, sequelquestpod.com, and... Mm -hmm. Make sure to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever your platform of choice is, wherever you find our podcast. enjoyed all the fun of today's show and invite you to check out our regularly scheduled podcast sequel quest where we imagine the next installments of your favorite movie franchises find sequel quest on itunes soundcloud or at sequelquestpod.com now now